Hello, my name is Nick Spacek, and you're listening to From and Inspired By, a podcast about soundtracks and the people who make them. On this episode, we speak with musician and actress Bryce Hitchcock about her appearance on FX's Atlanta. FX's brilliant comedy-slash-drama-slash-exploration of humanity, Atlanta, is as noted for its music as it is for the writing, directing, and acting. The show's soundtrack is a perfect combination of brilliantly selected gems like Funkadelic's Hit It and Quit It, as well as of-the-moment SoundCloud rap like Amindy K. Frost's Cocoa Butter Shoddy. Hello, even, like, Migos have popped up on the show. It's it's brilliant, and to explain it would be deceptively simple given the multitude of layers the program features. But at its heart, it's about Donald Glover's urn trying to help his cousin Brian Tyree Henry's Al become a hip-hop star while trying to navigate his other relationships. One of the most accurate skewerings of pop culture zeitgeist came from the second episode of Atlanta's Robin season. The episode, entitled Sport and Waves, sees Al and Earn visiting a tech company and the various ways the majority white company responds to them. The episode ends with a white girl acoustic YouTube cover of Al's rapper self, Paperboy's big local hit. It's hilarious and it's perfect and it's by an actual YouTube cover artist. Her name is Bryce Hitchcock and she has a slew of original music as well and it was a great conversation when we spoke to her last month about the show, Acting and her original music. Paper boy, paper boy, I'm about the paper boy. If you ain't on your grind, then you flex and use a hater boy. Paper boy, paper boy, I'm about the paper boy. If you ain't making money, then you ain't a money maker boy. I'm stacking up this paper so you know I'll make this paper flip Paper flip, paper flip I'ma make this paper flip Then head to Magic City and I bet this paper make us trip Paper man, paper man I'll be in the paper man like Wall Street Journal Yeah, cause I'll be getting paper man Paper man, paper man I'll be getting paper man Ooh, Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to talk to me. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's no problem. So stuff stuff happens, so <laughs> no problem about last week either. So, um you're in college, yeah? Yes, I am. Uh what are you going to college for? Uh so I go to Georgia Tech and I'm studying material science and engineering actually. Oh wow. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Uh how'd you become interested in that? Well, from a young age, I've always been interested in math and science in addition to the creative stuff. Um, so I kind of wanted to explore that more. I mean, I was obsessed with, like, Mythbusters as a child. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I really wanted to do um, some form of engineering in school. 
and I ended up picking material science because basically as a material scientist, you help to um, decide what materials go into different applications. So I thought it was cool how it could kind of uh, be a really interdisciplinary thing and I could work on a lot of different kinds of projects uh, if I decide to go into that. I'm always amazed yeah. at like how many musicians have like like it's it's not just like you kind of expect like musicians to be like English majors or music majors, but like how many uh-huh. like musicians have like this science background uh, or interest? It, 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 do you do you find like the two complement each other? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely for sure at least with math and music have a really strong um, relationship, especially like just compositionally speaking, uh, they're very similar. Uh, so yeah, I do find that there are quite a few musicians that do end up having like some super awesome science degree in the background. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, I enjoy both. So I don't know. There must be something to it. I mean, like technically like Brian May from Queen is an actual rocket scientist, which I think yeah. is <laughs> I read that and I'm like, that's awesome. <laughs> Um, so, like, how did you get started uh, creatively then? Also, from a very young age, I've always been, like, around music or playing music in some way. Um, well, I grew up in Nashville, so obviously there's a lot of music just around me. Obviously, yes. Um, when you go to eat there, I mean, there's people <laughs> singing pretty much everywhere you go. Um, but also, I started playing instruments from a really young age. So I was, like, three, I actually started playing violin, and then... When I was, like, four or five, I was like, oh, I want to play piano so I can sing while I'm playing. And then eventually that turned into guitar. And about the same time I switched over to guitar, I got more serious about, like, actually singing instead of just singing for fun. And then, um, because I was so young at the time, because I was probably about 10 or 11 at this point, uh, I was doing, like, cover songs, but a lot of them were not age-appropriate for me. <laughs> so out of just pure necessity, I really wanted to write music. Um, so I actually was in Los Angeles at the time, and um, I ended up meeting this woman named Michelle Weiss-Maslin, who's an incredible writer in Los Angeles. I mean, I think she has songs placed in, like, over 5,000 projects or something crazy. Whoa. Uh, but I ended up writing a song with her, and that got placed on a Canadian kids' television show, and I'm like, oh, I can actually do this. Um, and then after that point, I kind of started taking the writing and music thing more seriously as a career as opposed to just a hobby, I guess. What were what were some of the age-inappropriate songs, or at least one example? <laughs> I mean... I just remember, like, a lot of Rihanna's stuff was really big at the time. And um, they're just, you know, a little bit more sexual than a 10-year-old should be singing about. Um, I don't remember specific examples, but I, I do remember that. I, I do recall, like, over the years, some of those kids' bop compilations have had, like, some songs that had me, like, do a little bit of a head tilt. Like even... oh, one of my favorite things to do is to look up the kids' bop lyrics to songs because they still do the most popular songs, but they have to change the lyrics to make them kid-friendly. And some of them are just insane. I think... I like, think... They did a kids' bop anaconda. I'm like, I don't, <laughs> I don't think this is appropriate. I don't even know how you can... You would have to literally rewrite the entire song. I mean, it's not... Put it that way. <laughs> 
Um, so they, you, you continued like doing these, uh, cover songs and they ended up, you, you started a YouTube channel and Mm -hmm. then Atlanta put out a thing where they were looking for somebody to do a YouTube kind of song. Yeah. So, um, in addition to the music stuff, I do do acting also. Um, and I have an agent for that and they sent me that audition and I'm like, oh, this is perfect for me. Because uh, they're basically just looking for a girl to do an acoustic cover of Paperboy, the rap song, on the show. Um, and I'm like, that's something I would do on a regular basis. Maybe not a rap song normally, but basically the same thing. And uh, it all worked out. And yeah, I ended up on the show, and that was really, really awesome. It's it's very interesting. Like I, I have to ask so do you know the entire song? Because it hasn't been released. Like, all we've ever heard is, like, that that sort of chorus. <laughs> yeah, no, I never got the full song either. I just did um, listen to the part that was already out there, and that's what I did my cover based off of, and that's what I recorded, too, when I was on set, which didn't really matter because he, like, threw the phone out the window anyway, so you didn't <laughs> hear the whole thing. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, that was, um, yeah, I never heard the whole song. So we're all all in the dark there. We're all just waiting. So in addition, like, in addition to your music, you do, um, you do acting and voiceovers and like you've, you've had your voice in a Final Fantasy game, which is sort of like, uh, I would say probably up there in, in, in the upper echelons of, of nerd culture. Um, like I, I was sort of curious, like in terms of like Atlanta, were you, did you watch the show and like with Final Fantasy, do you like play video games or are these just sort of like jobs that, uh, coincide with, with, um, so yeah. So with, um, usually a lot of times, like if I haven't seen a show or something before I audition, I will after I audition, just partially out of curiosity. So with Atlanta, I'd actually been wanting to watch that because I'm a big Donald Glover fan, um, but I hadn't gotten a chance to. And then I ended up booking the show. I'm like, well, I need to watch all of that. So I kind of binge watched it. Um, but yeah, I, I do watch it now. And I really like that show. And as far as video games, I mean, I've been playing video games my whole life. Uh, so it was really awesome to be able to be a part of the Final Fantasy series. Um I hadn't actually picked up the Final Fantasy series till more recently, but I had started playing it before I got that game. So it's like, oh, cool! <laughs> I'll be a part of something pretty massive, actually. Uh, now that you you've you've watched Atlanta, like as a musician, do you and especially like as sort of an independent musician, how do you feel like it reflects the struggles of like an independent artist trying trying to trying to make it in like the modern music industry? I mean, I think a lot of it is actually very relatable. Like there's a few episodes where they were like in meetings with like these big shot people and it's I've definitely like felt the same way before. <laughs> I think it does reflect it pretty well. I mean, obviously it's a little bit different because it's kind of in the rap scene that I'm not in. Um, so some of that stuff's a little different, I guess. But yeah, in general, I definitely thought it reflects the music industry pretty well. So uh, I was, I, I'm amazed at like how much music you've released. 
like in addition to like the the recent singles like two eps and a full album already <laughs> like that's <laughs> very impressive um when you do you do you record like like singles as, as you go along and then compile them into albums or do you go in and record like like an album at a time uh usually so usually i'll record like five songs at a time when i go to do recordings um and those songs can the individual songs can come over like a wide range of time that i've written them yeah, usually I'll record like a chunk at a time, and then um, I'll either release that as like an EP or an album or as um, singles over time. But yeah, usually I'll record in chunks, I guess. So you've got like these new songs that you're releasing uh, one a month that are a little more singer songwritery. Um, mm-hmm. Is 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 there a, a reason you're you're releasing these as singles? ahead of like the pop songs that you're talking about putting out at the beginning of 2019? Yeah. So, um, part of the reason I kind of like releasing singles is it gives people like little tastes so that they're able to really kind of sit with the song. Um, cause I find like when I do release an EP or a full album, people will listen to it. And then like a month later, they're like, okay, where's the next album? I'm like, guys, this takes time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that, um, also, we're doing some music videos and stuff for these songs that are being released at uh, the end of this year. So also just taking some time to get those things set up before the songs are released. But as far as uh, releasing them before the pop stuff, I kind of didn't want to scare everyone by jumping back and forth so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because I do like to experiment with different genres. I kind of wanted to have, I guess, a smooth transition into some new stuff Uh from for the next year so what's the what's the first video um out of this new stuff that people can look forward to well i uh i just released a music video actually for a song over that was um a little bit older it was actually on my last album i wonder um and that's actually on my vivo channel that i just created um it's just called bryce hitchcock vivo i believe Uh, so definitely go check that one out as far as the next um, video that should be coming out, I believe there will be one for the song that's coming out at the end of October, if I'm thinking correctly. <laughs> uh, but if you subscribe to my Vivo channel, um, that's where these music videos will be posted. So you can be notified of them the second they're released. Is it fun getting to make music videos because it like combines both acting and music yeah it's definitely fun um i also have a couple that are coming out soon that are pretty out there so i think it's going to be a lot of fun um i think it's going to be something that people aren't expecting so i'm looking forward to those ones too uh, the one in particular i'm talking about is for my song uh it's coming out at the end of december it's going to be a pretty big production so i'm excited about that one so do you do you try for videos that sort of like match the lyrical content or do you just go more for like a uh, like a musical vibe meets visual vibe sort of thing? Um in general I like to have a storyline that follows the song. Um a lot of my songs are very story driven anyway, so it kind of lends itself to that, I think. Um but I definitely think it's 
the overall vibe of the music video is influenced by the sound um, primarily. So like the one that's coming out in December that I mentioned, uh, that song's very kind of, uh, it's really edgy and kind of burlesque almost. And the video kind of has that vibe. Um, But there's still an overall storyline that matches up with the song really well. So that's kind of what I like to go for. So where's the best place for people to, like, where where are you most active online? Yes. Yeah, so if you guys want to follow me on social media, um, so I have an Instagram that's just at Bryce Hitchcock, and a Twitter is also at Bryce Hitchcock. Um, I'm also on Facebook under Bryce Hitchcock official i believe yeah facebook.com slash bryce hitchcock official um i have a web website that's bricehitchcock.com um and also if you're looking to find my music you can get that on my website on spotify on itunes while itunes still sells music (laughs) and uh yeah so i'm pretty much everywhere (laughs) everywhere you want me to be Wonderful. Bryce, thank you so much for taking time out of your afternoon to talk to me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Hitchcock for speaking with me. You can find information about her music and other projects on Facebook at Bryce Hitchcock Official. That's Bryce with a Y. On Twitter at Bryce Hitchcock and at BryceHitchcockOfficial.com. You can find links to purchase all of the music you hear on the show in the show notes for this episode, which are at FromAnInspiredBy.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at FromInspiredPod, and you can subscribe to us via Apple Podcasts and Stitcher as well. Please hit up the website and click on the Give Us Money button to help pay for web hosting and long-distance fees, and remember to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. We'll be back in two weeks talking about Hustle and Flow with the Bow Keys' Scott Bomar. Until then, thanks for listening. Maybe it's time.